0: Hi, welcome to Two of Twelve, the podcast where we talk about believing for the impossible. Hearing God in the midst of process, sharing stories of breakthrough as we walk into the fullness of what He's promised. Join us as we journey together into all that God has. Hey everyone, it's Lee
1: and Jared. So
0: happy to be back with you today. We are going to be talking about something really cool. In fact, we've talked about it a lot on our other episodes, but this episode we are dedicating the whole time to hearing the voice of God. And so the title of this podcast today is Who I Am and Whose I Am, Hearing God in Every Season. And so with that... We're going to just kick it off first by hearing from Jared a little bit about what does that even mean?
1: Great question. <laughs> yeah, the who I am and the whose I am, wow, that comes really from a place of identity. Sure. Um, who's God called us to be? Uh, what is our, our blessing as a child of God? And really, how do we live from that place knowing that we are children of God And if god's calling us to something or inviting us somewhere we're already welcomed into that place and i was actually just having a conversation a little while ago with a friend about feeling like an imposter
0: imposter syndrome it's a very real thing i know the
1: cue the dramatic music
0: (laughs) it's a very catchy phrase too this you know in the last couple years
1: sure but if i don't know whose i am Um, often i'll forget who i am and today we're talking about hearing from god and kind of drawing a line between wilderness and desert our own journey of hearing from god and where we can agree disagree or not even land on the topic today and so i know we're we're looking forward to wrestling and contending a little bit and sharing some some uh padded blows, if you will, (laughs) you know, a little sparring match today because Lee and I have some differing approaches on this. But um, what are your thoughts, Lee, on hearing from God?
0: Well, here's the thing. We're likely not going to land today and that's okay because our whole point of this podcast, or one of the main points is about being in process. So as we talk today, I want to encourage you to be okay with not landing. This podcast episode is to really make you think. And so with that, who I am, I believe that goes right back to identity, but you know, what is God's identity and how do we see him? So who I am, it means us as children of God, but who is God? And then whose I am, of course, that again, pointing back to us, we are his, but he is also ours. And hearing God, I believe that we can hear God in every season. And that's a place that we've talked a lot about. Um, So take us into Jared, you know, what does it even mean to hear from God?
1: Hmm. loaded question. I know. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that hear from God in different ways. And this has been a journey in our ministry as we um, have worked with countless people on hearing from God. And it's beautiful, the the spectrum of it. I I think every time I hear uh, or talk to someone about how they hear from God differently, it's always encouraging and it challenges kind of my narrative. Mm -hmm. So kind of a couple foundational things. Um, you know, Jesus says, and we're not going to have all the references for this, but we're speaking out of understanding and we can put these in the show notes for those that would like to have these, but I uh, encourage you to, to search them out yourself and really take a deep dive into scripture. Um, and our goal is to be a little bit better at quoting exact scriptures and references in future episodes. But, um, when Jesus talks about in the new Testament, he talks about, us being he's like i no longer call you slaves he's like i call you sons and daughters Mm -hmm. right so there's a shift of a previous nature into a new one as we're as we're born again and um in this new nature the flesh has died sin has died and we're now reborn of the spirit when jesus is talking to nicodemus he's like how do i be born again he's like you need to be born of the spirit Mm -hmm. so as we're born again um, Jesus later talks about his sheep hearing his voice and how he is the good shepherd. And so that kind of establishes this foundation that we can hear his voice. And and the later in the New Testament, it talks about having the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so if these things are true and we believe that they are, um, then it means we can hear the voice of God. And that's just the New Testament alone. I mean, you get into the Old Testament and it gets wild. Mm-hmm. So... What do you see for you as some of the places where um, God's voice has been spoken through Scripture that resonates with you?
0: For me, hearing God's voice has absolutely been a journey, like most things in life. Um, And I hear God's voice like a friend or like a brother or sister. Okay. And I've come to realize That God's voice often changes to suit the ear of the listener. So you hear differently than I do. Absolutely. And I'm sure those who are listening, when I said that, oh, I hear I'm like a a sister or brother, or even, you know, a, a father figure. That could bring up some stuff because often we see blocks from hearing god's voice when there is an issue perhaps like a sibling issue a mother or father wound mm-hmm. and we feel like we can't hear because well, of those things well let's
1: pull that thread a little bit more yeah. where do you see the correlation between those earthly relationships and connecting with the father the son and the holy spirit
0: well you know the trinity so if you think about god the father Often that is correlated to our earthly fathers. So if we have a uh, challenging relationship or a block with our earthly father, that can often translate to Father God.
1: Okay, pause there. Um, Some of the people are listening like, I had a really great dad. Mm -hmm. I had a wonderful father. Mm -hmm. He did everything he could. He was a provider. He was there for me. He was a champion. But I still don't hear the voice of God the Father.
0: Mm. Yeah. So if that's the case, then what I, my question would be, well, number one, have you asked? And going back to scripture. So I I think that that's the number one place to hear from God, right? is through scripture. That question comes up, I find anyway, in a lot of people who are Perhaps newer to the Bible, newer mm-hmm. to the relationship with Jesus, you know, it's or perhaps they came from a religious background where that was not something you ever talked about. That for me mm-hmm. was absolutely true. I didn't grow up mm-hmm. talking about the hearing the voice of God. So I think even if you have a great relationship with your father, your earthly dad, it still takes time to cultivate. So a relationship is two-sided. You know, so if you don't spend time talking to God the Father, then you likely don't hear his voice because Mm -hmm. you're not talking to him.
1: Okay, so I have two other questions that just came to mind. Do you um, see the correlation between authority figures and Father God? So some of us might not have dads, might have grown up without the knowledge of a dad. So can an authority figure often a masculine authority figure be a contributor to not connecting with god the father absolutely okay
0: so now i see where you're going with that (laughs) yeah so for sure so any if you think about the coaches that you've had in your life teachers uh, anyone that has been in authority over you but if they've been in a in a place that hasn't been the healthiest, that too can impact how we hear from God.
1: Okay, so if I have a great relationship with my dad, are they perfect?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Okay, so if they're, not, I mean,
0: you are you're you're a perfect dad.
1: I, I've I've arrived. Everyone, <laughs> prepare.
0: No, we all no. have lots of. Far, goodness, far from it. I can, I yeah, job.
1: that's another podcast for another day about <laughs> shortcomings. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I see that that correlation and I see the the place and often our earthly fathers, right, as perfect and wonderful and amazing they are, still aren't Father God. Never will be. Never will be.
0: Aren't supposed to even try to be.
1: No, and I think we can even put that pressure on them or or justify, not in a negative way, who they are, Um, but there's always, always space that the Father that they aren't the spiritual heavenly Father who we have, mm-hmm. and so if that's a word for you today, just be encouraged. Like you might have an incredible Father, um, but the Father, Father God, is always looking to be more
0: yeah.
1: than the best Father on the earth today, yeah. and nothing to put them down. But it's really just a space for you to connect mm-hmm. um, with that place of of the Trinity. Um, okay, now how about how about Jesus, and then how about the Holy Spirit?
0: Yeah, so. The Jesus would be correlated to your sibling relationships or your friend relationships. And then the Holy Spirit, we find, is often a representation of our mother. And how our relationship is with our mom is often how we can correlate ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Now, what I think is interesting in in how... I hear from God, I said, you know, I hear him like a father, you know, loving and caring, or I hear him like a friend or like a brother or sister. What I didn't say is I hear him like my mom. Hmm. And so the Holy Spirit obviously comes into hearing the voice of God. And even now I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I I don't say it like that. Hmm. I had a great relationship with my mom, but I don't correlate hearing the voice of God to my mom. And I wonder why that is. You know, my mom passed away when I was 22. That could be why. And it's always a place of work for me. With, I, I love Holy Spirit, but that is a place that I'm always minding and and figuring out. And But I mean, gosh, the voice of God is the Holy Spirit because it is the Trinity, hmm. so.
1: Very well said. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, I feel like I went kind of around in a circle no, there. It's, but
1: it's great, I, I think yeah. you're normalizing the different aspects, character, nature of God, sure. often by how he communicates with us, and I think It says the knowledge of God's in all mankind. So as a believer, we have direct access to the voice of God.
0: 100%.
1: It just might not sound like, hello, this is God. (laughs) Big voice in the clouds. Or like a
0: a whisper. But it can. It can. Yeah.
1: And I would say if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, you know, if Jesus is this, the Father is this, Holy Spirit is this, um, are there places in these relationships where I have some hurts or wounds. pain or wounds, that's I would say inhibiting, not preventing, inhibiting you from connecting with that
0: mm-hmm. that
1: aspect of the of who God is. And uh, just to draw a quick distinction on the voice of God versus the voice of the enemy. Huge. The voice of God um, is always saying, "Come." Mm-hmm. He's always inviting you deeper to discover who he is, as we said at the beginning, and who you are in him. He's never saying go, he's never saying be this, do more, should, um, get yourself in order. That's that's a religious spirit. Um, it's, a, it's a really terrible way the enemy likes to misrepresent and masquerade the voice of God. And really where this comes into play is if you read the um, the parable of the prodigal son, where the father's waiting mm-hmm. for the son. As soon as he sees the son turn, he runs uninhibited at him and even invites the older brother, who is you know representative of this like religious, I've been doing all the things and you wouldn't even take care of me. And so the father is always looking to mm-hmm. run after his his mm-hmm. kids and run after us in a loving way. Often we need to turn. Um, sometimes there's a place of repentance, which means to turn, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, that's that's a, a neat a neat correlation there. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. So it's an invitation. Always, always an invitation. So how have you seen God show up with that invitation of saying like, "Hey, Jared, hear hear my voice."
1: Hmm. Yeah, there has been really some some practical ways. I would say I've cultivated it over the years. Um, And then learning the voice of the father, son, and spirit versus the voice of the enemy. And Mm -hmm. um, the voice of the enemy for me is all about shame. It's all about condemnation. Um, It's all about inadequacy. It's Mm -hmm. about comparison. It brings performance into a love like a a quid pro quo or a pay to play type of relationship. And over, over the last almost six years now, Lee and I have been retreating. And during these retreats, I'm just writing down what I hear God say. And it was interesting, I was doing it earlier. And often, um, I have an expectation um, in a place of expectancy. And expectation is me looking for a specific result. And I think that's where you know prosperity gospel leans on, where it's like, well, if I pray for a Lamborghini, I get a Lamborghini. <laughs> or if I give these things, I get that. And the, the kingdom doesn't work this way. Jesus says, come and die, which is not a, a good gospel that people wanna hear to find that you truly live. And actually in seasons of death, which we'll, we'll get into in a little bit, is a place where life is developed and God meets us. So me, it's, it's isolation. Um, in a season several years ago of depression, um, there's a story in ba- about Balaam and it says like, as I lay out before you, I have visions of you. And during that season, I actually would lay out on the ground, I would speak that scripture over me and I would say, God, I need you to show up and show me a picture or a vision in my mind, use my sanctified imagination and show me something. Right. And often it took, it took several days and hours each day but the Lord spoke Right. and it was my willingness to submit myself into that posture, but he was always willing to speak to me.
0: Right, so let's talk about that because you just mentioned something that I believe a lot of us have felt in that season that you just mentioned mm-hmm. We would, You know, you were depressed in that season. Completely. Completely. And what we would often call that, or often what we hear that as, is a desert season. Absolutely. So what we've been wrestling with <laughs> with this episode is the desert season versus the wilderness season mm. and hearing God's voice. Because I know I have been in seasons where I feel like I'm just not hearing much. And... What do we do when we feel like we're just not hearing much?
1: Hmm. That's good.
0: And the difference between that desert and wilderness.
1: Yeah. So for me, I can get a little black and white here.
0: And I'm kind of gray.
1: Kind of (laughs) gray. I would say if I had to draw a place in the desert, the desert is a place of isolation. Sure. It's a a place of self-chosen separation from the promises of God. Ooh. So that might be a gut punch. It was for us earlier when we were talking about this. I was like,
0: this. wait a minute, no.
1: But the Israelites, it says when they were disobedient and they did not take the promised land, they wandered around the desert until that generation died.
0: For 40 years. For
1: 40 years, mm-hmm. they, they wandered around an 11-day journey mm-hmm. because they were unwilling to trust God to take him at his word and to actually step into the land of provision that he had prepared and we were joking the other day. It's like, go to the land where I promised you. It's like, okay, the promised land's yours. Go take it. But can you give it to me? It's like, yeah, but you have to go take it. Sure. It's like, but can you give it to me? It's like, no, you actually have to take it. And I think that place is God's looking for co-laborers versus those who has a great aunt that passes away and leaves your inheritance. Like you didn't have to work for that. And he's actually looking for those to work with them. And so, if you're not hearing from God, and this is something that I had to go back to in that season of depression, was what was the last thing he said that I was not fully obedient to doing or obedient at all in some cases? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're listening, you're like, wow, I don't even know if I hear from God.
0: So how can I go back to the how last thing go, he said? Yeah,
1: like is even speaking. And I would say this: there's, there's a twofold answer to that. One is the power of the word. Amen. So you can read read the word and put it to the test. Right. Go out and, and do these things that the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. And if you don't f- succeed in the natural, ask the Lord to show up the next time and keep mm-hmm. trying and trying. And um, we actually have a friend who has a very prolific evangelism and street ministry and has a crazy, incredible healing anointing. But he's prayed for, I think, a thousand people mm-hmm. before the first person got healed. I mean, think of, if, if you're into sports at all terrible, terrible batting average.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't go to the games. I don't think
1: you'd be a professional athlete <laughs> if you were over 1, 0 for a thousand in anything. But he kept going and trying and listening and learning and being this humble, teachable person. Yeah. And then his ministry started to break forth. And then, so tell us about um, the obedience or partial obedience piece as well.
0: Right. I think that it's important too, that if you're not fully obedient, then yeah, go be obedient, 100%. This is where I think friends can come in or people that you trust. If you feel like you're not hearing from God or you're not even sure what the last piece of obedience you're supposed to do, go ask someone that you trust and just be humble and let them speak into your life. Often, if they're a really good friend, they're not going to give you a bunch of advice, but they're going to ask the right question to help you discern what it is that you need to do. And that's what we call community encounter. It's so important that you have people that you can trust. You can be fully transparent with and say, hey, I'm wrestling. I don't know if I missed it or not, but can you help? Can you just sit mm-hmm. with me? Is another piece that has been really helpful for us
1: too. That's great. Yeah, we were actually talking about it today with some friends about Lazarus. And when Lazarus came back to life, he was bound in his grave clothes. Mm-hmm. And often we can find ourselves in those bound seasons, almost like a mummy hobbling around, mm-hmm. trying to advance. And as they took the grave clothes off, Jesus said, take them off and let him go. Right. And so... Um, Yeah, ask some friends, seek some counsel, Um, go to a counseling session, find a Christian counselor online you can talk with and have them speak. Um, These things are incredible resources. Lee and I would love to chat with you as well if that's something you're interested in, but often having that quote objective input, that unbiased perspective can be a really healing place. And um, when we did our healing in 2018, we had to leave to a place that God led us to a quote desert, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't a desert place, but it allowed the space for us to be really transparent with people without yeah. fear of judgment or anything of that nature. So, yeah, totally. so now where would you bring in this wilderness piece? Well, How would you differentiate? So we've already talked about the desert, Right. there's an obedience tied with desert, there's an isolation place, and yes, Jesus was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit, but after that in the New Testament, they don't talk about deserts anymore.
0: That's crazy. I didn't realize that.
1: Doesn't exist.
0: Desert is gone. It's,
1: it's gone. And I, I believe, you know, it's talked about like the desert fathers, but we're, we're in a new covenant with the Lord these days. And when Jesus talks about the well, like we'll never thirst again. So if we're in a wilderness season and not a desert season, <laughs> um, bring us into what a wilderness looks like.
0: Right. So Jared and I had, we're going back and forth between desert and wilderness and is the desert a good thing? or is wilderness better? I think that society has coined the phrase of, well, you're just in a desert season. You're
1: dry. You're
0: dry. But actually, I don't agree. And I'm gonna stop saying that. Wow. I know. I'm, I'm gonna say like, oh, I'm just, you're in a desert season or, or I was in a desert season. Because wilderness, if you think about the wilderness, there are streams in the wilderness. We took a trip this past summer Uh, across the country and back again and my favorite place was up in montana at glacier national park absolutely the wilderness but my goodness it was not the desert it had streams and waterfalls and And was glaciers glaciers (laughs) and green and it was actually the only place i have ever wept at creation Hmm. i couldn't control myself Hmm. as jared was driving this
1: massive (laughs) sprinter (laughs) van. It was a sight
0: to be seen. He did great. Um, But that place for me, when I think of wilderness, is contentment. Hmm. And so if you're in a wilderness season and you feel like you don't know what to do, actually, God is there and you're content. And we were talking earlier about there's really no difference between the wilderness season and the harvest season, mm. or the wilderness and the fruitful season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the diff- the opposite of wilderness would be. City life that doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, like as a metaphor for what season you're in, wilderness versus fruitfulness, say they're the same because God is speaking in both. Now, if God isn't speaking, then it likely feels like you are in a desert. Now, what is interesting though, is this, Jared, what do you, about that, we were talking about the Hebrew word for desert.
1: Yeah, so the Hebrew word for desert is, it's called Midbar, and the other word, it's called like metabar. We are
0: not I, I, Hebrew I, yeah. scholars. So
1: if you are, put us in touch with one, or you know what, well, <laughs> we'd love to, love to learn. Um, but this other variant of that word, very similar spelling, means to speak.
0: To speak. Okay, so if you think you're in a desert season and God doesn't speak in the isolation, it's dry, it actually means that he does speak. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: And he wants to speak to you. And so maybe you're in a season of testing. Yeah. Maybe God has allowed things to happen in your life to create an expectancy right versus disappointment or discouragement in you and he's still the same god in the valley as he is in the mountaintop often i've heard it said that god is this massive diamond Mm -hmm. with all these facets cut in him but we can't see him all at once and um we get to focus on a sliver at one time and moses when moses encounters god god's like i'm going to show you basically my back the the finality of who I am is his goodness. And um, we have a, a friend, I think she was at IHOP, and she said somebody came in and was buttoning the top button of their shirt. Right. And they said this top button is the goodness of God. And then everything else aligns up from that. And so if we don't believe God's good, the who's I am, the who I am gets challenged and we stay in a desert place in isolation, in depression, in frustration, but really if we're we're pressing in to hear the Lord speak and asking him to speak and really getting ourselves out of the way, he releases rivers. Mm -hmm. And the Negev, which is really beautiful, the other day we found this out, the Negev is a very low-lying place that a simple, Subtle rain, what actually calls flash floods. floods. So I encourage you today, if you are in this place where you feel dry, you feel like you're in a desert, come back to the Lord. If there's forgiveness or repentance that you have not just slightly turn and the Lord, like the prodigal son, is waiting to run after you and, and he will rush in and he will bring you from a place of desert into a place of the wasteland like Isaiah 43 mm-hmm. and it will spring up before you and you will perceive it
0: yeah and you and you'll move from desert to wilderness it still may be vast and you still may not know which way to to go or what decision to make but there will be living water for you to drink and you will be refreshed and in that space, you're going to be able to hear clearer. You're going to be able to move out of a place of obedience. And you're going to come back to your royal identity. And remember who God says that you are and whose you are as well.
1: That's a good word. Be blessed, our friends, our listeners. Um, so enjoyable to have you along for the ride today and our musings and wrestlings with the Lord. Look forward to talking to you soon.
0: Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the 2 of 12 podcast. You can find more info about what we do at 2of12.com. Here's to your journey as you believe for and step into all that God has.